welcome everyone to our kind of virtual 30. Excited to welcome Shirag of WL Gore. He's going to be presenting on digital health and the future of medicine. Real quick, my name is Brianna Colder. I'm the corporate project and event coordinator for VSOFT, as well as the moderator for the virtual 30 series. Um, I've been with VSOFT about uh, just over three and a half years now, uh, located out of our Louisville office, our headquarter office. So welcome everyone. I'm excited to get started today. As I mentioned, we've got Shirag here, so I will go ahead and let him introduce himself, say a little bit about himself. Great, thanks Brianna, I appreciate it. Welcome everyone. So a little bit about myself. I work for a company called WL Gore and Associates. Uh, from a background standpoint, I have about 20 years of uh, healthcare experience split between pharmaceutical and medical device industries. Uh, had an opportunity to work in a lot of different roles uh, leading up to where I am right now, uh, especially around the healthcare and, and uh, my experience in working with a handful of these companies and just the interactions I've had with uh, industry experts, healthcare providers, patients along the way have really just uh, been a fascinating uh, experience for me. And when I take a look at my career now, the opportunity to now give back into the industry and help influence it in a way that really moves the needle is uh, something that I'm very passionate about. And so I look forward to uh, sharing some information with you about the future of medicine, at least at a high level, to uh, tell you what's going on in the industry. Perfect. Well, we're excited to have you here. Uh, so before he kind of dives deep, I just want to give a brief overview on the topics he's going to touch on. So we're going to talk about current healthcare trend, building healthcare for the future, some business drivers behind digital health, and then disruptions in healthcare. We'll end it with um, digital innovation, specifically during COVID-19. So I know he's got a lot of content today, so we're going to head and go ahead and let him get started. Great. Well, Thanks, Brianna. I appreciate it. So if you wouldn't mind, I'll start with a little bit about W.L. Gordon Associates. So W.L. Gordon Associates is uh, an enterprise that uh, dates bad, has a long history, uh, over 60 years uh, here. We may, or the, your users may really know us for the Cortex brand. If you've walked into a retail store or bought some high specialty fabrics from us before. But in fact, now, if you look at us, we have three major divisions. One of them is a medical products division. And here up on the slide, you're taking a look at uh, just our history and our product base, uh, primarily within uh, the medical device division, which I'm a part of. And you can see we go all the way from vascular grafts, all the way down to balloon expandables, all the way on the uh, lower right-hand side. We play in a couple of different categories, cardiac, vascular, uh, GMP. And so uh, just a fascinating company and very proud of our products and what it does for the industry and the patients that we uh, use it for. Well, great. So why don't we start off as Brianna did some light humor uh, from her start as well, and I appreciate it. So for the for the people out there, I mean, this is just reality, uh, leading up to reality now. You can't list your iPhone as your primary care physician. So today we definitely have gone into uh, you know, this hurts or I feel sick in this way or I'm looking for some wellness tips, you'll go to your iPhone, you'll go to Google, you'll go to Alexa and you'll kind of search it in a digital manner uh, and then you'll follow up with a healthcare provider. But this truly is kind of where the world is going. Everyone is uh, kind of going on the digital or website to go find out a little bit more about their health. And it's just uh, such a reality for today. 
All right, so why don't we get into uh, a little bit beyond that and where the future of medicine is, is going and what you may experience uh, as healthcare providers, hospital systems, really start evolving and, and maturing their use of technology in, in our patients' well-being and, and our uh, own healthcare. So today, our model of healthcare, is, as we've seen in the news or read about, is reaching a point of unsustainability. And we need to make sure that we deliver it, have continuity around it, and continually make improvements to our model. It needs to be transformed, and not only from a face-to-face -face engagement standpoint and the point of care, but we need to embed digital uh, into how we interact with our well-being and our point of care health. And so you'll see digital really play a major role in terms of the disruption that we'll face in this industry. What you'll start experiencing from a digital standpoint, not only from going into your doctor's offices, but when you go online or start talking with your healthcare providers, what we call HCPs, you'll start seeing in the upper left-hand corner an educational library. So this is content about uh, what's going on with me if I feel sick or if I'm about to get a procedure, if you're about to get an operation, what's that tailored content? What's going to happen? Are they going to make an incision? Are they going to put something within my body? Or is it some type of medication? What is that medication? What does that mean to me? It's very important that we learn about this and be educated about what's going on with our health. Now, it's one thing when it's for yourself, but what if you're a healthcare, um, I'm sorry, what if you're a, a, a caregiver? So you're taking care of someone, your, your children or a loved one. Now you really wanna understand and educate yourself what's going on in that visual aspect really helps you transform on how you're going to deliver that or execute on that uh, digital health piece to it. The second piece working my way across, you'll start seeing connected care sites. So this is data and this is a mechanism for us to interact with a person on the other side, it could be another nurse or it could be a person having the same type of disease state where you're starting to interact to a medical center or to a hub to talk about what's going on. And so patients will have this access in a connected manner, in a synchronized manner, that will give us a, a one-way uh, or two-way interaction with the person on the other side. Now, today in the COVID situation, telehealth, you'll see it in the news, it's been around for some time, absolutely growing uh, in usage right now, given our situation. So things like that, in a more digital way, you'll start seeing that more and more. The second piece now is intelligent data capture. So this is where you know us as patients or someone who's receiving or reading health care, you'll have sensors, you'll have biometrics. There are research sites that are coming up and papers around electrical signals that the body give off to help do predictive manner of what's going on within the body. Is there an event or health event that's going to happen? And how do we use that information in a more uh, prescriptive manner? You'll have patient access, so personal devices. So this is, think of uh, at the most simplistic manner, your mobile phone. How are you interacting with uh, your data, your healthcare data through a mobile phone? And imagine just capturing that data, but then putting AI on top of it, because this is about technology uh, and digital, as you can call it. So how is AI going to help us once you aggregate that information? Then you have your virtual care teams. So this is how you start interacting with a group of healthcare providers or other uh, patients on your state, your disease state, and where you are within the journey. 
So your initial point of contact may be with an HCP or a caregiver to coordinate that care, but it could go much broader than that as well. But there'll be a virtual care team to help you as you go through your journey and, and recover or on your way to recovery. Then you have your digital hub ecosystem. So this truly is, how do I get all of my data? How do I interact with health care providers? Uh, how do I get the educational content we talked about above? What does that ecosystem look like? The next one over, we talked about AI. So this is now, I captured the data, but what do I do with it, right? How do I now direct it, capture it correctly in a more real-time update? How do I show what's going on with the patient? Uh, and how does this allow for medical interventions? And so when we talk about interventions, interventions is something's about to happen. Uh, my blood sugar is low. Do I need to take uh, more insulin or you know, my heart rate is up, what's going on? Is there something about to happen? And AI will really help us predict that in a more realistic manner. And again, in a tailored way back to you as the patient or for someone that you're taking care of. And the last one, again, uh, this you could talk on for uh, a very long time, that behavior change. So the data fusion and machine learning to generate personalized interventions uh, to improve adherence or to help you get better in terms of your recovery is big. And there's a lot of research out there that talks about, uh, you know, there are up to 10 to 15 different ways that we will drive behavior to get better. And examples of that would be uh, gamification, or it could be a reward system, or it could be that, you know, I'm going to, uh, we see on our Fitbits and Apple Watches that I took X amount of steps and I'm joined with someone else and I'm going to compete with them and get better steps. This really drives behavioral change to make sure that you're staying adherent and that you're working to uh, improve your well being as you go through the journey and the recovery state. So just some examples around this, again, a lot more in that space. So I wanted to also give you some data around this as well. So how do we go do this, right? And what's going to help us uh, drive the innovation and make this happen? We've all heard about the Internet of Things, the IoT. Especially in the healthcare industry, it's expected to reach 117 billion by 2020. So this year, that's a very large number. While mobile health segment continues to reshape care delivery with an estimated growth of 59 billion by 2020. So significant dollars, significant companies working in this space and helping to evolve where we're going. And this is going to be with private industries, it's going to be hospitals, it's going to be with healthcare providers, it's going to be with governments to help foster and evolve this industry. So let me give you a, uh, an idea of what this looks like, right? So I talked about uh, those rows of what we may experience in terms of digital, talked about the marketplace. So we talked about the sensors. Sensors to take various readings of the body, such as oxygen, blood pressure, posture, temperature, blood sugar. You've seen all these devices, but we'll start using that more and more. And so where on the body or within the body will help us manage our health better depending on your disease state. So you really see innovation around IoT and the sensors coming into play. You'll see technology where you're wearing patches already out there, a little bit more around mechanisms for delivering medication as well. But once you have this about you as the patient and the sensors and depending on what you're trying to capture to help you recover or feel better or improve your health, it will then send that information to 
a wearable. It could go to a mobile device. It could go to your iWatch. It could go to your Fitbit. It could go to a website. Uh, and you can grab that from even other devices out there that are weight scales or, you know, that whole ecosystem we talked about. But it'll get captured. And so now you're interacting in a digital manner of what those statistics look like or what those specific measures look like for you. Once we capture that information, then we'll send it on to, if we need to, to a healthcare provider, that connected care site. So I'll go to a medical center. I'll go to a center to help you improve your health. It'll help you understand what's going on and do I need to do something different or am I actually improving my overall health? From there, obviously, you're talking to your healthcare providers, you're talking to your doctors, you're talking to your nurses, you're talking to your surgeons, and they're watching this and they're working with you as a patient to understand what's going on. So all of this is captured through a mobile device. Let's say Analyze allows you to uh, look at interventions on what actions you need to take or a physician on the other side needs to take. Can be done on a manual basis or automated, right? As we get more autonomous in what we look to do. And that ecosystem continues to evolve out where now you're more interactive with healthcare providers to look at and monitor your vitals overall. So that is just an example of what this starts to look like and what this ecosystem looks like. Much broader than you think just from a iWatch or a weight scale or you know, an app on your phone. Much larger, much more immersive in terms of how you take care of your health and individuals who will help you go through this. So why are we doing all this? What's the challenge that we're looking to solve? And so it's not just a technology issue, right? So we're doing this because when patients come in and have uh, a challenge or an issue or something's wrong, you know, they make mistakes without proper education. So they may read something on the internet or they may see something that says, mm, I think it's this, so let me take some medication, right? You wanna make sure that you understand what's going on. You, uh, if it's diabetes or cardiovascular disease or something, you know, you know you're educated and you're taking the right steps to improve your overall health. So it truly helps the patient get better. Now we talked about the caregivers, right? When you're taking care of someone, depending on what disease state you have, and, and there's obviously many, you wanna make sure that they have the proper support. Or if you have a caregiver taking care of a loved one, you wanna make sure they're educated and they feel like they have the right tools to provide the support they need. Over in the middle, it's providers. Right? They have limited control, yet are penalized for readmissions and poor outcomes. So I come into a hospital, I got a treatment, I go away uh, six months later or a, a time frame later, I come back in and I have another issue. Was it because of the first intervention or, or that visit that I had, or is this completely different? There's a gap in knowledge. And so you want to understand what's going on. You want to monitor it. You want to make sure that the first time you come in, obviously, you get the right point of care so that you improve your overall health for as much as you can. Then you have your payers, so these are your insurance companies. Now they have increased costs due to readmissions and reinfections, or the surgery didn't go right, or the first treatment didn't work. And so you wanna make sure that you educate yourself again, learn from what's going on, learn what the patient's doing, so that you can reduce that overall cost and get it right, that point of care and the quality of life improves and then on the other side, you have retailers. So these are your pharmacies, let's say, as an example. A little under leverage, but the people behind the counter are highly educated medical professionals. 
that can really help you as you go through your journey and want to learn a little bit more about over-the-counter products, let's say, or something that you could use or picking up your prescription and how to properly use it and make sure that you're adherent to the products that you're taking. So what if we could change all of that, right? That's what we're after. And that's the challenge that we're trying to solve by bringing together the future of medicine with technology being embedded into it. So we talked about the challenge here. So let's talk about some of the business drivers behind digital health as a whole. So if I start over on my left-hand side, you know, we talked about making sure the point of care is uh, as efficient as possible. So we're demonstrating efficacy and real world value. So efficacy is I took that product and either it was a surgery or I implanted a device inside of me that's monitoring me or I took some pharmaceutical product, uh, over the counter product. I wanna make sure that it's working for me. It's working in a manner that really provides value to me. And so there are times, right, to one extreme where I had a, uh, a surgery and uh, now it's improved my life or it saved my life. And it could be that I had uh, a surgery around knee replacement, hip replacement or cardiac a cardiac uh, stent put into me. And so now, you know, am I improving my activity and what's going on? And is my quality of life truly improving? We want to reduce the overall cost uh, to bring a product to market, that trial cost. We want patient centricity. We want to streamline that process. So once we have that product and inside your body, a device or RX product, we want to make sure that we're learning from it, making sure that over your uh, usage, that you're adherent, and that it continues to improve your overall life. Uh, precision medicine, and then competitive differentiator. So precision medicine, let me just talk to that for a little bit. That's really big for us. And so that is really getting to tailoring medication and point of care. Again, could be a device that we implant inside of you, could be the graphs that I talked about earlier, that Gore has. And so that's really about tailoring that point of care and that particular surgery to you, you as the patient, to make sure that it's adherent to you and, and it's efficient and effective for you. On, in the middle column, we'll talk about some endpoints. So what can we measure, right? Healthcare kind of spans a lot that we talked about at a very high level. And so some of the things we could talk about very, very quickly in this digital health is adherence. Like taking my medication, like taking the right quantity. Uh, am I taking it when I need to? I went through a surgery, uh, am I taking my PT? Am I getting my quality of life better? Am I improving my activity? Are my heart rate where it should be? My blood pressure, am I sleeping better? Uh, if you have diabetes, then you're looking at your glucose levels, right? Uh, if you have respiratory diseases, you're measuring your oxygen and your intake of it. And there's weight, breathing, uh, temperatures. You know, if you have a fever or something like that, uh, an infection. Uh, then we talk about nutrition, uh, spirometry, and the smoking that you could have. These are things that you can measure and really then take some action around, right? If we put the right data capture and AI on top of it and really elicit interventions that we could have. So where is this going to be? What's, what's going to drive this? Well, clearly in the US and, you know, I could talk, we could say a little bit around the globe as well we have these high chronic diseases. And so the chronic conditions are around diabetes and cardiovascular disease, metabolic dis disorder, CNS, acute conditions, uh, and then you start getting into rare diseases, right? 
drugs that are for a small population, but very, very important to the patients who have to use uh, and have these rare diseases. Oncology and musculoskeletal is where you'll see impact and you'll see uh, pervasive use of digital health, uh, at least on the onslaught as the industry starts evolving. So we talked about kind of the challenges, we talked about digital health, some of the things that we'll experience, what's really happening at a macro level. So if we kind of go back up, we're talking about that ecosystem, but we wanna foster a continuous care model. And so right now, if I start what most of us experience, a very episodic type of point of care. And so that is non-mobile, I have something that I don't feel well or I need to get uh, some type of uh, surgery around, it could be inpatient, the uh, outpatient, and then I'm going in, I'm talking to a physician, I'm talking to a surgeon, and they're going to give me a treatment, and uh, it'll be in, in the hospital, in the clinic, it'll be a few in between interactions, and then they'll put some sensors on me to monitor me while I'm getting that treatment, uh, but then I leave, and so the analytics behind it were just at the point of treatment, but nothing else, right, and so that's episodic care. It's what we all experience. It's great, it works, but what if we embed technology into it and as the, uh, as the industry evolves, we start getting into the middle level and the middle is connected care. Again, this could be wireless, could be a couple of uh, medians and channels to collect this information. It's local to the patient. So it's, it's with us as patients. Uh, it's more interactions, could be with healthcare providers, could be with uh, digital assets, but now you're starting to bring that cost of sensors and that monitoring uh, down a little bit more. And you're now collecting near real-time analytics, right? So it could be, I'm gonna take it every hour, or I'm gonna take it every day. I'm going to collect some data about my well-being or the patient's well-being, and then I'm going to collect that information, and then I'm going to send it on to a healthcare provider to interpret that data, understand, am I on my point of recovery or is there some other interventions that I need to take? So I would say a majority of us are in the episodic, some of us into the connected care world as you start seeing device companies like Gore and a few other medical devices get into this space. And now you're starting to get into where the, the world will start going is that continuous care model, right? That evolution. So we're working our way towards continuous monitoring. So continuous monitoring is wireless. It is with mobile, it is with wearables and it's body detection and signals that your body is sending to maybe a patch where it's using AI-enabled interventions to say something is going on or you need to take action about your health on a prescribed manner, a regimen, and it's really soliciting you to really take accountability and care uh, of your overall health in conjunction with your healthcare provider or loved ones. And so that's kind of many interactions going on, either face-to-face -face or digitally. It's high accuracy, low cost sensors, right? You bring that technology down because it's more pervasive. And now you're starting to embed predictive analytics. So if I see, uh, you know, if I see low blood count or low blood sugar uh, for diabetes patients during a certain point after lunch or, uh, you know, somewhere during the day, I kind of know that because I'm monitoring that across the way and your, your sensors or digital meter will tell you that to say, hey, you need to take, you need to take some type of intervention here to bring your, your blood sugar levels back up to uh, the right state. And that's continuous monitoring and care and high interaction with where we're going. 
So now as we talk about our healthcare, let me talk about, you know, once we get into the continuous care model, what are some of the disruptions that we will see? So if you talk to industry experts out there, you talk to healthcare providers, you talk to CEOs of companies, I'm sorry, Brian, yep, right slide, you're going to start seeing the point of care shift out of traditional medical centers and closer to the home. So we as patients or people that we're taking care of, you typically went into a medical center and hospitals, you're starting to see some of that technology and that wellness come back into your home, right? Because of that digital interaction. And you'll start seeing that more and more. The type of care shift will uh, go from diagnostic to treatment of prevent, uh, preventative and wellness focus. And you'll start seeing emerging technologies use AI, data science, that will, shy, uh, that will really uh, shift more virtual care. So let me talk about some examples beyond this. So what does this look like? It's out there in the industry right now. And these are some of the projects that I had an opportunity to work for at SIT. Uh, I've had an opportunity to work in many different roles. These are some of the things that I personally had uh, experienced or had worked on. So Children's Hospital Philadelphia, great hospital system here within the Philadelphia area where I am, uh, has this dermatology app. And so you take a picture of you know, a particular issue that you're having, it could be a skin rash, and you're interacting with dermatologists to tell you what's going on what's going on and do I need to come in to visit. The Otsuka Proteus patch, great tool. So this is a microchip, I'm gonna simplify this. So please go out and educate yourself on this. You could put a microchip into a pill, you swallow it, it activates in your stomach and you're, you're reading the vitals around the efficacy of that product. And it's sending that to a patch. A patch is collecting that data and the patch is then sending it, let's say to a mobile device around the interventions and uh, your health and well-being. Great, great innovative tool. Propeller Health is around uh, COPD and for asthma. Uh, it's sending signals of how are you taking your medication for respiratory diseases. And the last one here is Contour One, Essentia Diabetes Care. So for people who have diabetes, this is a, a meter that you would take and, and do take. There are a lot of their patients do an oppor opportunity to work with the company that is collecting your information and it's putting it through a mobile app and then it's giving you educational content to really improve your point of care around these tools. So this exists, it's out there and you're continually seeing more and more innovation around the commercialization of some of these products. Uh, so then now what's going on? We have the kind of the macro view of what's going on. And let's talk about today. Let's talk about this COVID-19 situation right now. What are companies doing? Well, I could tell you that it's really helping to evolve digital in the world of uh, this particular healthcare market. And so we're no different. And so at WL Gore, we're definitely taking this. We have our product base. And we need to make sure that our products are getting into the hands of our surgeons and our healthcare providers. And that these are getting implanted into the patients that truly need our products. And so what are we doing to make sure that we can still engage, right? You can't step foot into hospital systems because of the COVID-19 system, but it doesn't mean that we can't still interact with surgeons, educate them and make sure that our, our products are getting uh, used by the patients so that it really promotes their lives and makes them better. So what does that look like? And again, as we're in, in some testing of capabilities, we're partnering with leading hospital systems and technology vendors to allow for real-time digital streaming into an operating room. So we're virtually going into operating rooms, we're supporting surgical cases uh, to make sure that our products are being used correctly 
and that the surgeons who are putting it into patients are doing correctly and that if we need to help them along the way, we can, we're there. We're, we're not face-to-face -face in the surgery, but it's a way of making sure that our presence is there, our education, our support for the people who use our products and for the patients that ultimately have our products are set up for success. So you'll start seeing more and more of this. That virtual collaboration is uh, for our field sales associates and case managers to support our healthcare providers, as I talked about. And ultimately the outcome here is to make sure there's tight engagement for us. We're coming over through a digital stream as opposed to being physically in an operating room. And again, we're looking for those drivers, we're looking for those measures, and ultimately we're looking to improve a patient's quality of life, that QOL that I talked about. And it provides real-time support. So it's as if we're there, we're supporting that industry and we're continually evolve how digital can be embedded into the healthcare industry. I think that's it. Uh, doing a little bit of a time check. So I'm hoping that arrived fairly close. Yeah. Sped it up a little at the end. But if you wouldn't mind, Brianna, I just want to go back to Gore. It's been a, a great company and we really stand behind this together, improving life. We want to be true to ourselves, meaningful to our customers and really offer some great products. And, and that is the life breath of what we do. And we look forward to where Gore goes in terms of our product base and just helping to evolve the industry. As it relates to patient data, what security considerations should I take into account? Yeah, so uh, I had some notes on it. It's a, it's a really good question. So when uh, you talk about security, it's a huge driver in the industry. You wanna make sure you protect uh, patient security or patient data. So make sure that you have uh, breach and malware detection around your data. Make sure you're adhering to regulations that we have here in the US globally. So HIPAA rules or high tech rules. If you're in the device industry, then you wanna take a look at some of the ISO rules and adjoin to your submissions process. And then on the pharma side, uh, things like 21 CFR part 11, but you really wanna have that. Uh, the second piece, Brianna, if I could really admit, uh, you've seen in the industry that uptime Make sure that as you're embedding technology into your products, that you have a capability to ensure operational uptime 100%. You have to stand behind it. We've seen devices go down. Uh, and if it does, then you need to have a re remediation and you need to have a plan of action to bring it up as soon as possible. Perfect. And then we got one more here. If I'm an IT executive looking at digital health, what else should I be considering in developing a product or service? Yeah, so I would say that you really want to take a look at more than just technology, very important, but take a look at things like legal. So if you are capturing data, that's great. And you need to protect yourself legally around that. But then there's IP on top of learning from what that data is and what that means. If that leads to a patentable idea, you need to make sure that you have a legal team around it. Make sure you have a data privacy team. So make sure that as you're using that information here in the US, it may mean different things within uh, Europe or Asia Pacific. So it's much broader than just your IT team. You really need to build a, a strong team in other facets to make sure that you bring a, a sound product to the marketplace. But thank you so much, Sharag, and I appreciate you, you joining us today. I know you got a busy schedule, so we enjoyed having you here. And that is all we have with you today. Um, I have my email here, virtual30series at gmail.com. If you have any questions or want to inquire about speaking. We'd love to have outside presenters on here. I also have Shirag's information as well for those who are interested. So I will leave this screen up.
And that is all we have. So thank you everyone for sticking around and have a great day.